the food was a shock. Uh, I remember on campus, I walked into a friend's room yeah. and she was eating chicken feet. I actually thought she was a witch. I couldn't believe that a normal human being could eat chicken feet. Africa podcast. My name is Black Newborn uh, and I'll be your host again for uh, a very good and interesting conversation, something that I'm very passionate about. Uh, if anyone knows me, uh, this is one topic that I like talking about and that is the topic of being um, exiles um, on this earth, uh, knowing that this is not our home, it's not our ultimate home, um, that we're waiting for Jesus to return. Uh, but as we live here, the Bible and several several scriptures, in fact, command us to to live uh, in light of uh, eternity, in light of Jesus's return. Um, but the big question is again, uh, what do we do here? Um, and I have a, a guest who's joined us, uh, who's going to speak um, about this topic. She has an interesting angle to this whole thing, uh, which you'll find out later. Uh, why she specifically fits this topic that we're talking about. And just before we get into it, uh, I'll just let her introduce herself. Uh, Elinator. Elinor. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please tell us who you are? Uh, what do you do? And, and specifically, what country are you from? Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Eleanor Quizera. I am Ugandan. I am a ministry worker. Um, yeah. That's me. Cool, man. Um, how long have you been in South Africa for? Um, and can you tell us why Why did you come here in the first place? I've been in South Africa for now eight years. I came in 2011 originally to study for my varsity. So for university, I applied to study here in South Africa. And that's how I came. And what did you study? I studied... <laughs> Do you even know what it's, you studied? It's been such a long time, eight years ago. I st I had my undergrad in business management and then I did my honors in commerce. Okay, I still yeah. man. Um, did you finish? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, can you can you tell us then, and for, for those who are listening, um, how long have you been a Christian? Uh, how did you become a Christian? Um, yeah could run us through that experience for us okay i've been a christian now for 12 years um i became a christian in my high school uh, which was senior three form three in uganda i was in a boarding school which was a muslim school and uh, christians had uh, a fortunate opportunity to go to church every sunday so we did that, and uh, one morning, um, one reverend stood up and was preaching about two ways to live, and it was clear as day, if you're not living for God, you're living for the devil, and you had I had to choose um, my ultimate destination then. And I chose that I could not be God of myself, and that was the devil's path, and I decided to take myself off the throne and God um, to, to be God in my life. Yeah, that's the devil's path. It is like a very... A real way <laughs> to describe it. <laughs> Is that what you tell the students? Uh, I try to simplify it. <laughs> I don't scare students. Uh, no, that's cool, man. Um, been a Christian now for how many years? Twelve. Twelve years. And, and in those twelve years, has it been 
um, like chocolates, roses, fun times, running into the sunset with Jesus, <laughs> singing Kumbaya <laughs> the whole night, having like amazing weeks of praying and fasting. Um, has it been that um, or has it been something else? Uh, if, if you can sum up uh, your experience of the past 12 years of, of how it's been for you to walk with the Lord. Um, honestly, it's been a, a hard journey, uh, especially um, in this day and age where my age mates or our the generation we're growing in is looking into things of the world and living for the world. Mm. Um, I've had to say no to, to things that... Um, if I w- was not a Christian, I would probably be enjoying. Um, but what is satisfying is that the knowledge of knowing God and making him known um, mm. is surpassing. It is worthwhile knowing that I've been reconciled to my creator and to my brothers and sisters in Christ. So it's a horizontal res- reconciliation and a vertical reconciliation. Mm. And that in itself, um, even when you go through toils and snares, it's so fulfilling because you're not you're never alone and you will never be alone. Um, so I can sum up my Christian walk to in a few words. It it's been satisfying and it's been worthwhile through the toils and snares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. Um, and I guess that's why obviously you you do what you do because yeah. you you do believe it's worthwhile and you want students to get saved. You want them to walk this this path uh, with the Lord as well. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes people do have the perception that because we're Christians, uh, things tend to be easy for mm-hmm. us and it's actually not that mm. um mm. it is it is tough and 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 i think another or primary thing is that um it's it's cause we call to live differently mm. um mm. from how how the world lives um but it is a challenging thing because you're in the world yeah you know what i mean so yeah. so you dress like the world you li- you go to the same coffee shop you do everything that everybody mm. else who's not a christian does uh but within that you're called to live holy you're called to live a life that is distinctly um uh, a form of worship unto the lord mm. um in fact in fact in first peter uh peter writes um to to christians just across uh, the known world at that time. I mean, if you read First Peter, the first chapter, there's a lot of places that are listed there mm. um, of of where these Christians are. And Peter writes to encourage them to to live as exiles yeah. uh, in this world. So meaning that you you in a in a foreign country, you in a foreign land, you in a foreign world where you don't belong, but you're there for a certain time. Mm. Um, and 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 as the saying goes, you know, when you're in Rome, do what 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 the Romans do. Uh, and Peter's saying now. Nah, in fact, do what, what the Lord does, do what God has called you to do. So don't do what the culture does. Mm. Um, and and you you practically tasted that in some literal way, mm. being from Uganda and, and you in South Africa um, for, eight, for eight years now? Yeah, so, eight. Yeah, so for four years of your life, you um, or four years of your Christian life, you lived back home. And eight years of your Christian life, you were you were in exile, mm. like you were you were exiled double time. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> can, can you share some some experiences with us, um, just from from being from Uganda coming to South Africa, living here for eight years? What are some things where you are like, okay, cool, we don't do that back home? Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Or you you in the situation and you're like, 
what, how did I end up here? Like, if my mother would see me now, <laughs> like, either they'd be disappointed, shocked, or it's just not what somebody from Uganda or the culture that you grew up mm-hmm. in is supposed to do. Some things, funny stories, interesting stories, scary ones, if you want to share. <laughs> um, there's so much. There's yeah. so much that shocked me culturally. Um, but one thing I can surely say is that it's, it's very different yeah. environmentally and just how... How you almost get a pod from growing from one environment and place it in a different one. And either it has to survive or die. (laughs) So it's almost (laughs) like that. The food was a shock. Uh, I remember on campus, I walked into a friend's room and she was eating chicken feet. I actually thought she was a witch. (laughs) I couldn't believe that a normal human being could eat chicken feet. I screamed my way back to my room and she followed me and she's like, what's, what's wrong? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> throw those things away. You guys um, don't eat chicken feet in no, Uganda. No, you throw those things away. <laughs> no, shame. Poor chicken. That's the only part you leave of it and you, you guys still eat it. You must respect the chicken so, and eat everything. No, just don't do it. <laughs> so yeah, and just culturally, how you guys relate to elders, how it's just different. Yeah. And for me, I had to... I'm sure when my if my mom sees me in here in the, the environment exactly she would be shocked. Yeah. Because now I've I've become acquainted and have have had to learn the tons of of, yeah. of your culture here. So 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 when you go home do you do you like get back into do you wear like a Ugandan hat? <laughs> like as soon as the plane lands. So because like yeah, so because I grew up there, it's yeah. it's my default. So yeah, it's yeah. almost like okay, now you're back home. Yeah. You can put your guards back on. You can't just say anything yeah, yeah. Uh, to your elders, and um, you have to watch how you act uh, in public because your parents are implicated or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Sure. Uh, do you ever find yourself like when you're in SA, living in a way where you like? Uh, or rather, uh, are there things in, in South African culture that remind you that this is not your home? Where you like, mm. shucks, can't wait for December, man. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait till like, I till like leave and I go home. All the time. I There is no day that passes. There is no dawn that falls mm. that I do not think about home. Yeah. So I think for me it's because I was raised there and I grew up there. And I know what it feels like um, to be Ugandan. And... Um, I just miss, I miss the people, I miss the environment, yeah. I miss my family. And mind you, that's that's just beca- that's because it's home. Yeah. But remember, it's also broken and fallen. So yeah. I also c- get to think, is actually, am I being godly by thinking that's my actual home? <laughs> sure. So it's it's one thing I think about every, every day that this is not my home. Yeah. 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 Do you think do you think of heaven uh, of heaven better when you're in South Africa or Uganda? In South Africa. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> in South Africa. <laughs> Definitely in South Africa. Jesus, come take me Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, just come back. So, yeah, yeah it just, it gives me uh, a better perspective of if I think of Uganda the way I think of it, how much more should I think of heaven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the reality that it, it has no pain, no sorrow, and, and it's a place where God has prepared for all his beloved children to sure. go. And that is home. Yeah. That's a final destination, and this, is, uh, this isn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, and so, similar thing Peter says, mm. um, live as exiles um, while, while you're still the side of eternity, while you're mm. still the side of heaven. What does that mean for you? I mean, you, you kind of said it now, um, but if you could elaborate more for us, uh, what does that mean when you read First Peter 1, in fact, that whole book, and you're encouraged to live 
holy because God is holy. Live like an exile because this is not your home. How has that played out in, in your own life? I think the reality that strikes when you're a Christian is that your identity has changed mm. and your destination has also changed. This is not where it ends. Mm. And so looking at it that way that I'm just going through Whatever happens, whether good or bad, it's just for now. It's momentary. Mm. And looking forward and living in light of eternity and saying, I'm going to my king. I'm going home where I belong, um, a place where there's no sorrow, no pain, a place where my king is. Mm. And knowing that we'll be there forever around his throne, singing praises to him. That just brings ful fulfillment and, and joy and satisfaction. Um, e even in the now, knowing that... We, we haven't got the, the full test of heaven mm. and until he comes back. So um, it helps me live um, um, facing the reality that God is coming back. If he yeah. said he'll die and he rose after three days and he said he's coming back, he is going to come back. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sure. Um, and, and just lastly then for, for your um, fellow brothers and sisters, who do you call your brother and sister, Ellen, in fact? <laughs> Anyone but you. <laughs> so everyone who has believed in Jesus and pr and confessed that he is Lord is yeah. my brother and sister. So even when they're in Nigeria or Kenya, wherever they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on that point, what would you say to to Christians across the, the, the continent of Africa? Um, who who uh, we know other, other countries in Africa um, economically tougher um, than, than others. Um, we that's the narrative that the world also paints of Africa. Mm. Um, and, and in one sense, we know that it, things can get rough. Mm. Uh, and when we think of when Jesus comes back and actually just takes us, and just the hope that you've, you've elaborated on and spoken about, um, what would you say to Christians in, in Kenya, Christians in Nigeria, Christians in Uganda, in South Africa, in Zimbabwe, who, who feel like, yeah, man, like there's, there's nothing after this, right? Um, mm. This is it. Uh, or how long, Lord? <laughs> you know, like mm. the psalmist says, mm. how long? Mm. Uh, what what in, what encouragement would you would you give them? Um, there's a one wise woman who once said, sorry, I've forgotten her name, but she said that we should all as Christians live on tippitoes in light of eternity, just mm. like Paul did. So through Paul's letters, and I'm sure through Peter's letter, he he's saying th th it doesn't end here. So mm. l be on your tippitoes, looking ahead looking everything you're doing look ahead and see christ come back and take you home so whatever you're doing whether you're in corporate whether you're in ministry uh, whatever you're going through it's just for now so be encouraged that christ is coming back to take us home and we will be there forever he is going to, to come and we'll see him face to face and the reality is that um, your story and your destination doesn't end here mm. And he has placed you wherever he has for a reason and for a season. Um, so whatever you're doing, do it knowing that God is coming back again. Uh, in the joy of making him known, in whatever, wherever he has placed you, uh, just know that there's the day that is coming. We don't know when it is, but it is coming. Mm. And he's going to take us back home to where we belong. Cool, man. Thank you so much for that. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, and, and hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll see you, uh, in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks black. Thanks guys. Thank you so much, man. Thank you guys Cheers. for listening to this. Uh, my name is black newborn. 
uh, please do check us uh, out on our social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, go on our website as well. Listen to previous episodes of this podcast. Um, but that was Eleanor. And uh, we do pray that you are encouraged. We do pray that you look forward uh, to the day that Jesus returns. And if you don't know him and you're listening to this podcast, um, do know that he's He's died for your sins. Uh, he's, he's rescued you from, um, from, from death. And one day he will come to return um, and, and, and take those who belong to him. Um, so, so have that hope in mind. Have that sure truth and hope um, that, that is certain. And that's just from us uh, here at the Gospel Coalition Africa podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, grace and peace.